What happens when you take some mean green fighting machines and cross them over with some teenagers with attitude? Well, you've got teenage mutant morphin rangers? No, that can't be right. But maybe it is because they were back for a crossover cavalcade with TMNT versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show, The More You Nerd. And we are here with another month and therefore another theme where we are looking at some more comic crossovers that are super fun. And we have decided to start this off with 2019's 2019's. What am I? 80 2019's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a crossover from Boom Studios and IDW Publishing but with all of these teenagers I can't be the only old man talking about this I need help Miles how are you buddy I'm 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 great I'm I'm super excited to talk I mean I'm always excited to talk about comics because we We've done a little bit less these days, and, and it's something that Drew and I have, are certainly uh, we're aware of it. And I feel like these these crossover months are a good way for us to get back into the swing of things. I think since we started doing themes, comic stuff can be a little trickier to do. And something that I think a good crossover does. And one of the reasons I like doing months dedicated to them is they are things that you can consume even if you don't regularly read comics, even if you're a passing fan of one of the two things. These things are done not only to put two great brands or franchises or characters together, but it's also to like, you know, draw attention from people who might not normally read a comic. And I think this month's or this week's, well, this month actually in general, but this week's episode specifically is a great example of how to do that in the most pitch perfect fashion. And it happens to fall. And you and I have made a joke about this for, for a while. We happen to do things. And I know this is going to sound cynical, but like we literally just happen to choose things when something comes out in the public consciousness on, on whatever we're covering. So for, for example, we announced last week, we we're doing power Rangers uh, slash Ninja Turtles. And what happens yesterday, the trailer for the new Ninja Turtles movie is is dropped. And I mean, they have been like leading up to it the couple days prior, but I certainly didn't know it last week when we we announced this. And I know this is like, like, oh, this is just happening. So this is why Miles is saying that. This is something that Drew and I have said in the background for literal years. Yeah, we we have. I remember I remember doing uh, when we did our. franchise follies and literally like the week after we did our caddyshack caddyshack 2 episode there was this big, big huge article on one of the big blogs about caddyshack uh, 2. about you know how caddyshack 2 deserves a rewatch and 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 all this stuff about the making of the movie and i was like i 
I, I couldn't even plan that, you know, if if there is a secret cabal of nerds that's listening to our show and then publishing articles all across the Internet based on it. Oh, that's fine. Just, you know, give us a little money. Um, but I don't think that's actually happening. I think we just the the world has a specific energy that we're just tuned into. And you know what? I'm, I'm into know, it. Well, I mean, remember when we decided to do Ultraman and then the Ultraman movie was coming out. Well, in US I mean, theaters. we knew that was coming out well in advance. <laughs> so like, let's not let's that, let's not, not that far, not that far. But it that is that is a uh, it is it's happened enough that it's not been it doesn't feel random. But uh, what does feel random is the energy that these two groups of teenage heroes uh, maintain. That made sense, right? I hope so. Uh, so let's talk about. 2019's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, Miles, um, I would like for you to mm -hmm. describe in just a couple of words the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as you know them. I know what you're looking for, Drew. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit what you teed up. Teenagers with attitudes. Teenagers with attitude. Okay. Now, how would you describe um, these turtle boys who uh, were exposed to some ooze and trained by Master Splinter uh, until, well, they're not quite adults, but they're certainly not children. How would you describe them? I mean, if you're looking for teenagers with attitudes, I can say that, but I would have said heroes in a half shell. Heroes in a half shell. So this is a this is a crossover that honestly just makes sense, and it's wild that it didn't happen until 2019. Um, I mean, I well, I, I take that I don't back. Know if we've, it did happen prior to this. Yes, yes, it did. And here's the thing: Fox is in a weird, weird spot right now. There's a weird turtle show on, and I don't have the the vitriol that people have against Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation. It was an interesting concept. The execution was not great. And it made for an awkward crossover with uh, his Power Rangers in Space. And uh, was it Power Rangers in Space? Yeah, or it might have been Lost Galaxy. I can't remember. It could have been Lost Galaxy. Um, and again, even then, it makes sense. I remember catching that like on a rerun one time and being like, "Huh." And like, I remember thinking what I was watching was off, but I was like, "I, I a hundred percent get it." And this comic, it fulfills the promise of a a team up of Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. This this comic book, and I think we talked about this when we did, uh, I think, our first comic book, Cavalcade, and we did Batman uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I guess TMNT is just like the the special sauce for a great crossover because they are consistently popping up in phenomenal crossovers. Yeah, specifically, mostly because IDW, the company that runs uh tmnt comics right now they are willing to cross over the ninja turtles with just about anything well uh, and that and like i mean they are willing to do crossovers and thankfully unlike marvel and this is not you know you know shots fired it's just that marvel doesn't do crossovers anymore they just don't and dc is like yeah We'll, we'll do some. They, they don't go. do a ton, but they they do they do some, and they do some pretty interesting ones. They did. I mean, obviously, and they they did one that we've covered with TMNT. They did Batman: The Shadow. They've done. They they put out a TMNT Batman animated movie. 
uh, which is, by the way, pretty good and it's, way it's da- great it's and way really darker great. than you expect it to be. <laughs> uh, well, let's. It's, it's honestly a fanta- fantastic uh, adaptation. I forgot about the the shadow one because we might have to talk about that later. Um, I I love the IEW one that they do a lot of licensed comics they have their own stuff too but they do a good chunk of licensed comics and for the most part they do their licensed comics well yeah i mean they've got a lot of great tv properties i mean obviously they've been doing tmnt for i think over a decade now and they've got they've done x files they've done ghostbusters my little pony star trek yeah. transformers we- I mean, a lot of these things we will talk about this month yeah, we we did we decided not to do an entire month of of Ninja Turtles crossovers, but there's gonna be a on the de- table. There's gonna be a decent bit of IDW that shows up for the re- the next few weeks. <laughs> but not only that, but so a lot of times uh, in some crossovers, uh, that sometimes they'll do like, oh, okay, you get the writer from one company and the artist from another, and you don't really have a cohesive creative team. The writer, uh, Ryan Parrott, who wrote uh, a huge amount of Power Rangers comics, was also clearly a huge Turtles fan. And that is something that doesn't always come across with crossovers, especially when you have one uh, from a writer from one company that does, may not un- completely understand the other character. This is, I think, a great example of a crossover that not only understand and loves both properties, but is able to tell one, a story that will satisfy both audiences, one that will satisfy audiences of just one. So if you're just a Turtles fan, you're going to have a great time here. This is the perfect Saturday morning comic. This is every serial fuel dream that you ever had as a kid put into five issues. And as, and, o- and, and as only five issues, you can really go through this entire thing in one sitting and have a pretty good time. It's why I hated reading them month to month because I was like, I mean, these issues lie by. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but I also love, and I have to, I have to, I, Ryan Parrot, um, which I hope I'm, I hope it's not Perot, but I think it's Parrot. Um, P A R R O T T. So, uh, you know, we probably could have figured that out, but <laughs> I mean, I already know his, 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 his power and his work. I was a big fan of his, his, um, the go-go power rangers series and then when he took over the main title he did a phenomenal job kind of balancing creating something new and keeping what worked of the original canon but it's, it's someone who took their job very seriously and i and i love the way this book starts out because it's not just some zany crazy adventure this is a this is a legitimate crossover and i love that it starts off with this meditation on youth and I'm, I'm, I just want to read that first page. Trust me, no one will ever know you better than the people you grew up with, the ones you won with, lost with, and changed with. Sure, you may end up fighting or drifting apart. That happens over time. But that will never change the fact that they knew you before you knew you. And that bond, that bond can make family. That's the opening of this book, which applies to both the turtles and the power rangers they knew you before you knew you is such a powerful interesting cool statement yes i love that i love writers that understand the the nature of 
the characters they're writing because the good the good writers of these books write them as teenagers write them as characters who do not know everything and that is true with this book and i'm sorry Drew, i cut you off but yeah that the they you knew before you knew you is i mean I, it blows me away every single time i read it it's such a, it's such an interesting clever line and if i had to say the the only thing that gives me pause about the opening of this is because it is very clearly based on the uh the the boom studios versions of the power rangers which are obviously very based on the the old tv show versions of the power rangers but they've taken some creative liberties here and there with these characters and how they're presented uh just because they've been filling in gaps and you know creating their own you know uh, creating their yeah, own I mean, histories for these characters. Out those characters for sure for sure for sure for sure i mean it's it's these characters are much more three-dimensional than they ever were in the show but it's something it's important to note that if you're like a diehard uh power rangers show person there might reference this or that or act in a way that seems out of character oh, for how they tr- appear trust the me show. this is an ongoing nitpick contest that happens amongst that fandom every single month uh, but I, I really do I, like I, I was a big reader of the the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comics up to this point prior to this when I first read this, um, you know, Miles and I discussed this and it's like, oh, yeah, it looks like it's on, uh, you know, Comixology, uh, you know, the, the subscription service. I'll just get I went to download it and realized I already owned these books. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot that I already owned them and bought them. Um, uh, but in the same way, you know. IDW has had the the Ninja Turtles for for years and an incredible job. They've I've I had stopped reading at one point just because I got behind in so many of my books. But I mean, for my money, they have done an incredible job doing one a great Turtles book that's sort of an homage to its Mirage Kevin Eastman Peter Laird past, as well as taking all of the kind of multimedia influences and making just a really cool Turtles book for sure. Uh, and that's and that's sort of where this this picks up, because, I mean, let's face it, you want to put your two teenage hero teams together. And 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 the first thing I will say is that while I understand that they have always been called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a large portion of the media that I have personally consumed they don't always read as teenagers. Yeah, which is why I'm super stoked on that new movie, because they sound like teenagers. Well, but but I mean, like when you watch the, uh, you know, the the late 80s, early 90s, yeah, the, the original series, original. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, I'm talking late 80s, early 90s movie. They don't read as teenagers to me. They 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 read as like maybe 18 possibly 18 19 if you can call it that uh i mean the the old is technically a teenager the old cartoons like you know mikey might have read as a teenager but the rest of them didn't really read that way that's sort of different when you look at some of the more the like the nickelodeon cg animated series and things like that that's my favorite version of turtles to be honest it's a great version of turtles my that's the one that my my son uh has watched several times or watched several uh, seasons over over and over uh where mikey is voiced by beast boy from uh teen titans (laughs) yeah uh but uh 
in this they feel more like teenagers except for maybe Raphael who's always re- who always reads a little older and more jaded and than <laughs> well, so yeah so you and the comic starts off with the power rangers taking down a, a typical monster of the week and then you switch the turtles who seem to be doing the same oh we're thwarting the foot except one foot seems to be doing pretty well against Raphael. Yeah. Lucky shot. Lucky shot. <laughs> well, everyone gets one. And <laughs> my favorite part of that is, you know, well, obviously they're 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 like, did Rav just get rocked by a foot soldier? But the best, my favorite reference to a turtle movie, and again, this is Ryan Parrott is a huge fan of both these things. He has Tommy go ninja vanish. <laughs> did that dude just say ninja vanish aren't they just supposed to do it and i love that because that is something that tatsu says in i think it's the second one it's been so and long since i've seen those those movies that i don't remember but uh i that that reference specifically had me in stitches um and then we, we uh, I'm not going to go issue by issue and like dissect every single thing. But we didn't reveal who that foot clan tr- soldier. Right. Uh, it's, is it's Tommy. It's Tommy, the Green Ranger himself, who uh, just kicked Mike or kicked uh, Raphael in the Rust. face. So. Another thing I want to point out about this first issue, because, I mean, I don't want to have to like dissect every single aspect of every single issue, but. This first issue is such great setup. And after that scene, we are treated to the uh, the Power Rangers out of costume at uh, the juice bar. And they're just hanging out and you're seeing that, you know, Trini failed a physics test and is talking about not being prepared. And and you see these kids like, you know. Can we just take a day off? And Jason's, well, of course, like, oh, should we should let the bad guys win? And she's like, no, of course not. But like, it would be nice if we weren't always the last line of defense. These are these are absolutely thoughts that teenagers would have that we never know? that we never see in the show that that these are teenagers with attitude. Yeah, but they are still high school students that have to balance saving the world from an extraterrestrial magical threat with a physics test that they have to study for. And you have to kind of figure they're not always going to have that time to study for that test. And that, that kind of sucks for them. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I, I liked seeing this moment again. It's really cool to see, even in this, you know, sensational crossover, they are giving you elements of what makes these characters great to their fans and they're not like they're not taking that for granted. And I think that's such a cool touch in a crossover because a lot of times crossovers can be very superficial. It's all right. Here's the fight. Here's the team up. There we go. And they do a good job of really threading this needle throughout the entire series. Like it hits all the points because, of you know, we get we get, you know, the turtles tracking Tommy. Tommy morphs. There's a fight sequence with the Green Ranger and, and and Tommy Tommy morphing to fight the the uh, Ninja Turtles is what alerts the rest of the Power Rangers to where he is because he has disappeared from them without telling them what was going on. And we see in the first couple of issues with Tommy kind of 
pledging himself to the foot clan and robbing places and try and, and we're like has tommy gone evil is this a is this a dragon coin he's evil again thing right. what's going on and i also like that you know, tommy's seems to be somewhat confused about the turtles and and then when the power rangers come in they are equally confused they think that that they're one of like finster's monsters and then like billy and uh donatello seem to be having this conversation and they're, they're both kind of like huh <laughs> <laughs> they're doing what they're, they are doing the thing that the power rangers did when they fought the putties when they're they're making snarky comments while they're fighting and the Ninja Turtles are doing what they did when they fought foot soldiers, they're making snarky comments while they're fighting. And what you have is both sides making snarky comments while they're fighting each other and then starting to make snarky comments at each other, which is something I'm not sure either group was really prepared to do, which is just uh, a very fun, interesting thing. The conversations between each of the turtles and like which pairs off, like, of course, it's Zach and Michelangelo and they're they end up you know talking about pizza toppings the entire series with some of the and, with some of the most stereotypical, weird, gross pizza toppings that Mikey comes up with, like a uh, butterscotch and jelly beans and sausage and stuff like you that. hadn't yet jelly beans. <laughs> it's like, ah, ah. <laughs> but I mean, the, there's so many of the relationships like so after this point, you know, obviously there, there is some confusion that gets cleared up um, and. The turtles are helping out the Rangers. Tommy still is like, I got to do my own thing. He pieces out and gets himself caught. All the interpersonal stuff really is what makes this this series works. And I, I'm, I'm I'm just so impressed that they they had the the wherewithal to actively do that. Like this series has some great fights, some great set pieces. You get to see, um, you know, Shredder and the Green Ranger go at it. And then obviously Shredder has um, gotten gotten something so that he can basically take away the Ranger's ability to morph. Which 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 they never directly reference the Krang, but Shredder references multiple times his ally extra dimensional allies right well and well that's also there's there's several extra dimensional allies sure. in the turtle stuff but yeah yeah i mean it's it's most likely uh the crank and i i love that because you know they tease things that, that you could possibly a sequel which they are are currently in the middle of doing right now yeah that that is that is something to to talk about uh Ryan Parrot Perot, however you pronounce his name, has has written and they are currently, as we are recording this, in the middle of publishing Power Rangers TMNT 2. That is a thing that is happening as we we speak, which sort of, uh, you know, let us let us back to this one. Well, yeah, because in this one does the great service of so the Power Rangers have lost their abilities to morph the coins still work they just don't work for those specific rangers and so billy's solution is well it doesn't have to be us yeah which which i love because they also and this is one of the things that i love about this is that there are statements that are made early on that seem completely throwaway uh obviously donatello 
Um, so so this is a, this is a weird thing about this. Well, it's not weird. It's just a thing about this is that the Power Rangers are very public personas. The Ninja Turtles are not. They are ninjas. They operate by night and they tr- attempt to do their work unseen, as we have seen in other Ninja Turtle uh, properties. But the Ninja Turtles are aware of the Power Rangers and Donnie specifically is <laughs> kind of a fan. Yeah, <laughs> he seems to know a lot about them based on what he has seen and studied. And he and Billy hit it off in a way that is very funny to the point where, you know, Donnie's <laughs> Donnie's like showing off the, you know, metal head and his shrink ray. This is, and <laughs> this is a this is metal head. It's a robot I made. And uh, this is my shrink ray it can also make things really big, but it can also make things really small. It's just kind of a thing I put together. And then uh, and Billy's like, well, you know, we should have you guys out and take a look at some Zords. I know you want to check those out. It's like, yes, I do. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and and the way that that plays out, I'm just going to spoil spoilers for a, a several year old comic. Um, of course, we have the the turtles and April uh, taking the power coins and becoming the turtle rangers uh, with Leonardo as the blue ranger, of course, uh, Donnie as the black ranger, Raph as the red ranger and uh, Mikey as the yellow ranger. And of course, April steps in as the pink ranger in this. Uh, and they they uh, oh, we. Well, did, did we mention that Shredder gets the green power coin and becomes? We haven't yet. <laughs> green Ranger Shredder, Shredder Ranger. <laughs> yeah, so we have Shredder uh, with the, the the dragon coin, and and hats off to the art team because not only did the turtles get to be Power Rangers, they get to be somewhat redesigned Power Rangers, and the turtle designs of all the Rangers are fantastic as is the shredder green ranger like these are i mean this is this is the stuff saturday morning dreams are made of and so of course as successful as the series was but also as huge as these designs were online they made figures of all of it yeah of course they did Uh, i have to say seeing green ranger shredder i don't remember which came first green ranger shredder or lord dracon the uh, uh lord of, did he come first i i kept yeah. seeing ads for that run in the back pages of these comics oh keep in mind lord dracon kept stayed around for a while so but but like i mean lord dracon pops up in like issue eight of Power rangers was it that early wow well maybe not eight but well, no, we don't see we don't see him in years eight. We see him pretty quickly. And I mean, the Power Rangers series, I think, started what, in 2016? It had been a bit. I don't remember. Um, I'm, I'm looking up Lord Draken right now just to see because the design is very similar. Um, yeah, 2016 is when it started. Um. So this would have been three years later. Uh, Shattered Shattered Grid would have already taken place. Okay. Or be in the middle of it. Because Shattered Grid started around issue 25. So that might be about two years in. So, yeah. So so we would we would have seen Lord Dragon at this point. Okay. Well, that that never mind then, Uh, because I I found the designs to be similar, but in a very, you know, because it was. It's basically Shredder's helmet, but the Green Ranger helmet, which is 
very cool. <laughs> well, keep in mind, I mean, it is the green power coin. It's not supposed to change drastically with its users. Um, like, for example, like, you know, Rocky is the exact same Red Ranger as Jason. So while there that while certain things like being super evil and having otherworldly powers yourself or being a mutant turtle might change things like for right like like for example kimberly is the exact same i mean kimberly uh, april looks the exact same as the big ranger yes she does so i i i I'm, I'm okay with there being similarities because not everything has to be fully redesigned but i also think it was a cool design yeah like it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a pretty dope design it's super super dope I, i'm i'm way into it um <laughs> i also i also love uh when donnie asks how does he play the flute with a metal mask <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things for each and every one of these these issues that has some little callback to something in the series that like oh we have a blimp you know and you know, yeah you know the how does he play the flute <laughs> And there, there's there's all these little things. And this is the perfect crossover for many reasons. One, you get the best of both teams. You get a cool story. You get a cool shakeup where it's like, oh, I get to see the the the, the Power Rangers be, you know, kind of street ninjas. And honestly, those those outfits were dope, too. Um, I get to see the Turtles be, be Power Rangers. I also get to see... Uh, Metalhead become a Zord and then combine with the Megazord. Yeah, so Metalhead, by the way, again, they set this up in like issue two uh, that Mikey has a robot that he's created and a, a, a ray that can make things big and make things small. When the Zords need help, they, the Power Rangers figure out that they can just make Metalhead huge and <laughs> fight with with against a, a giant Bebop and Rocksteady that Rita Repulsa, who has teamed up with Shredder uh, and, and the Dragon Zord. It's like, this is. This is great. Why couldn't we see this back in the 90s? <laughs> yeah, and I think I think, um, you know, you bring up Rita Repulsa. This this is it's Saturday morning. This they they treat the the main characters like. They should, but they they kind of leave the Saturday morning silliness to the villains because the interaction between Shredder and Rita is on par. They're both jerks to each other. They both have this weird arrangement. It's like, oh, yeah, I hate you. And in fact, I expect you to fail. But yeah, I, if you're going to be taking out the people that I don't like, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm going to help you out. We're going to um, team up, but only as long as it suits me. <laughs> yeah. And they're they're both like. Hey, okay, saying it out loud, like, yeah, I'm gonna betray you 100. Yeah, like, work. The second you look away, <laughs> the second you are no longer useful to me is the second that you are done. Yeah, and I, I mean, I love the fact that okay, they're gonna they're gonna amp up the cartoonishness of this aspect along with the the henchmen <laughs> because like you have Bebop and Rocksteady and then Goldar, Squat, and Babu, and I think Finster's. Finster, yeah, Finster, Finster, who goes down to the planet to help fight, and he's like Babu, or it's either Squat or Babu. I can't remember. I think it's Squat because he's the. It is Squat. I have to remember which one is which. He's like, "Am I the only one that brought a weapon?" And Finster's like, "Yeah, I make putties. I shouldn't be here at all." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very very funny. I the fights are super fun. There are some there. Yeah, there are some plot holes. 
I mean, any anything that involves uh, the Green Raider get, getting jumped on, like every step of the way, Tommy just gets ganked. Um, oh, and we should also mention that Tommy does have a good reason for why he's there. He's not turned evil. He's trying to rescue someone from his childhood and et cetera, et cetera. I thought the first is just he said his cousin, and it's like, oh no, it's someone I grew up with in the group home. Um, I don't know if things changed or if there was a mistyping or something, or maybe I just misread it. I don't I remember that I being one of the first issues said cousin. I don't remember the well, I don't think he said cousin, but he did say that but also the dude's name was Tyler. And when you think Tommy and Tyler and then ever give Tyler's last name, it's like, are they related? I you know. I, I I don't honestly remember that. But uh yeah. I don't I also don't remember that being a part of of uh Tommy's TV show origins. So um, I, I honestly don't remember his home life, uh, in the show as much. I think he was adopted. Um, and I mean, I like the, I, I do like the aspect. It's just like the inexplicable, inexplicable like, reason, like, oh yeah, Shredder can absolutely just demorph you. Just boop. It, it's a little deus ex machina, but also you got to move the plot along. It's a cartoon bad guy situation. You've got to do this. Um, I didn't mind it as much. I mean, like th- th- those, that's something that if it was just a Power Rangers uh, comic, I might have a little little more notes. But because it's this crossover, I can I can forgive some some shenanigans. Mm. Um, I love the stuff between April and Kimberly. Uh, like all, all of the team up stuff, like of, of the characters, like vibing and getting along and having interactions. Uh, Jason and Leonardo, like trading notes on sword techniques <laughs> it's like um, yeah i should really study uh the jeet kundo uh, uh oh, although, i'll let you borrow the book man it's, it's yeah. so great the book changed my life uh like uh, although they do they do mention a shoryuken which i thought was very funny <laughs> I, I yeah uh <laughs> that was pretty great i yeah i mean this this i don't know how I, how how other i don't know another way to put this because it's easy to be so scatterbrained about this because we're just kind of picking up great moments from this, this extremely fun, extremely accessible cartoon come to life. I mean, this, this is something that every single one of us probably dreamed of in 1993 and four and didn't get when they, they actively tried to do it. This, I think even more than Batman turtles is the epitome of a Saturday morning cartoon crossover. This is what you would have loved to have seen as yeah. a kid. And it's that perfect balance of it's mature writing, but it's not, you know, mature. It's just, <laughs> no, we're giving our characters depths and three dimensions, and we're still giving you that extremely fun, silly plot and all of the cool designs you could possibly want. This is this is a dream crossover executed beautifully to me and ultimately they they switch powers the ninja turtles get the power coins and the power rangers dress in like underground i love it ninja I, outfits i love that streetwear it looks so dope and they're all like we look cool we should do this more often and can we wear this from now on i believe is a <laughs> yeah, one of the characters I, I says really says that which is just it's just great and it's like it, it, even jason while he's wearing that is still wearing a tyrannosaurus t-shirt i don't know where he got it but he's got it on <laughs> why, why why not um and i mean i think as 
as a fan of both franchises, this is this is what I want. I mean, it was the same with the Batman Turtles one. I think that was a great crossover as well. We talked about it a couple years ago. Um, what makes the Turtles such great crossover material? Because Power Rangers and Justice League crossed over and it was fine, but I wasn't ranting and raving about it the way I was Turtles and Batman. So I, I'm, I'm asking you, like, what do, what do you think is the is the, the secret sauce, the ooze, if you will, that so, makes the Turtles so good as a crossover team? I if I had to guess, it would be because unlike the Power Rangers, uh, who, while they have somewhat distinct personalities, their personalities were dictated by humans first the the ninja turtles because there's one there's only four of them which is a small enough number but they are and have been written since the 80s distinct and identifiable from jump you have you have leonardo it's in the the song (laughs) yeah leonardo leads donatello does machines Raphael is cool but rude Michelangelo is a party dude. Party dude. <laughs> and and that has the that description of the four turtles has maintained over the years. April That's true. April O'Neil changes. Uh, she is not always the same character and has and especially in recent years been depicted very differently than how she was depicted in the the 80s uh, uh cartoon. cartoon and movies. But you have like and and because of that, you have a really interesting mix of stories that you can tell both from a goofy teenage standpoint, as we see in so, you know the cartoons and especially the Nickelodeon show, but also in a like. Mature, interesting standpoint, when you have mm-hmm. like a character like Raphael, who even in the in the the 89 is it 89 movie, um, no 90 movie 90, 91 90 i think um even back then Raphael was someone who was a, a a troubled soul who had a harder time being who he was and the way he felt at the time and that is something that is so interesting when like and even in this you have you have characters complaining about how they're superheroes so they can never take a break and da 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 da. And Raphael's like, yeah, if you ever want to trade sad stories, I'll be happy to because Raph is not <laughs> the, the, the most comfortable in his own skin. He has the hardest time, you know, doing what they're doing for, you know, not much credit. And, you know, he loves being a turtle, or at least he says he loves being a turtle enough that you question whether or not he believes that. And it's 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 that kind of stuff that's just it's all subtext. It's never just kind of written out on on the surface, but it's it's really, really interesting to see because he's also the most hot headed and ready to fight of any of the group. Uh, uh, Michelangelo is the one who can make all the friends. Donnie is the nerd who is just kind of, you know, got that more obsessive stint. And 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 Leo is is the perfectionist and it's those ideas that that i really think apply to any interaction that they have with anybody else in in a way that is really really interesting and we saw that uh in in t 
TMNT Batman, and we definitely see it here. And rereading this has just made me want to read uh, TMNT Power Rangers 2. Uh, and I might go pick up all those books that are available right after we finish recording. <laughs> yeah, I think that's beautifully said. I, I think that because I was trying to think about it, because I mean, I, I'm a big Turtles fan. I, I, I've got a nice uh, James Jean uh, statue of Donatello in my room. Um, I love, love both of these. I, I've been more sporadic with the Turtles than I have with the Power Rangers. Obviously, I've, I've you know collected and stuck with the Rangers more than I have the Turtles. I, I'm more in and out, but there's certainly a, a some that's been, I mean, a, a part of my life uh, since I was a kid. And I think I think you're right. I think that them being distinct, them having things that everyone automatically knows about them makes them an easy uh, crossover target. But also, I mean, they have defined colors and weapons and personalities, and that makes it easy to like, all oh, right, we can we can easily work around this. Yeah. Um, which is why they've like I think crossed over with every everything that IDW has except for the ponies. I don't think they've crossed over with so ponies far, yet, but maybe 2024. We'll oh, see. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's certainly going to happen at some point. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that this is a really special crossover. If you are a fan of combo crossovers, if you're a fan of either of these franchises, you should absolutely read this. I, I think it is one of the I would I would put it in my top 10 of combat crossovers of all time. I think I think it is a perfect crossover in so many ways. And it it also works episodically because Shredder and Rita get away. Yeah. Teasing that there could be another crossover, but also that's how those cartoons and shows worked every week. They even comment on how I wish we I wish they didn't get away all the time. (laughs) I wish we could just but a victory is a victory, no matter how small or whatever, whatever the I think Jason says it. It's 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 very, very uh, like it's it's compelling and it works. And and again, I, I credit that to the fact that the the Ninja Turtles that they have been written slightly differently over the years still kind of maintain those four very distinct archetypes and those archetypes work so well mixed in with other things. And it's, I think partially why IDW loves crossing, crossing the turtles over with everything else. Yeah. I mean, it, it does make perfect sense. And I mean, the, the Rangers too, to a, a large degree, because I mean, while their, their personalities may not be as defined, people kind of associate these the the this specific team of rangers and their personalities uh with a certain way so it does make sense that they kind of they're getting more crossovers themselves they recently did a godzilla one which was fine um <laughs> the, the, the i think the problem is that they don't always have like the they don't have a ryan parrot who is like guiding the ship who did a phenomenal job with this and i yeah this is such a tremendous crossover and as a power rangers fan you know i can't help but love it but i mean as a turtles fan i think it's fantastic you you would be hard pressed to find a crossover that's more successful in all the right ways while also establishing every single crossover trope you have the fight then the team up and the mix up and everything that happens from the way the villains get together and everything I mean, it's it's it is a staple crossover, 
But because it cares so much about making sure that those characters come across three dimensionally and interact in a um, a synergistic way, it just works. And with that, I don't think I can say anything to yeah. top that statement. That's going to wrap up our coverage on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes and a Half Morpher. Nope, that doesn't work. But that's not where we are going to end this month. Oh, no, we have a bunch of other crossover cavalcades this month and next up is something that i now worry that we've actually covered on the show before but i we didn't look it up and research it but you know we're going to cover it again anyway even if we've done it before oh i know we haven't talked about this we, we probably talked about it on a talk like talk nerdy to me but i don't think we ever covered this in in depth uh this this series is now more than 10 years old which is wild to me uh but God, I, it's, it's coming out. <laughs> uh, I yeah, me too man uh this is uh one of my very favorite things of all time and something that i was very into at the time uh this is from 2012 and again idw publishing coming right back at it it is star trek the next generation doctor who assimilation squared this is the team up of matt smith's doctor with the crew of the uss enterprise d star trek the next generation uh as they uh try go against the the cybermen and the borg who have teamed up together uh to wreak havoc across the universe uh this was an eight issue series that ran from may to december of 2012 which I cannot believe that book is this old by now. Yeah, and I remember. I think when, I, when they released it, they were like prestige issues, didn't they? Have like cardstock and everything they on the were covers. Per, they, they were, they were some, some like they were, they were. Yes, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and boys. say that. Yeah, there were some beefy boy issues too, uh, and that's what we're going to cover next week. Uh, so in the meantime, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at themoreyounerd.com for this episode and all of our other episodes. You can tweet to us at themoreyounerd, facebook.com slash themoreyounerd. You can email us themoreyounerd at gmail.com. That's themoreyounerd at gmail.com. And in the end, as we end the shows, we always do with a rousing nerd. Ouch. Ouch.